Hi, thanks for joining us to listen to another message from Rumley Chapel in Cardiff, UK. If you'd like to know more about the chapel, then visit us online at rumleychapel.org or look us up on social media. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. And I'm super excited to uh, be sharing with you this morning. And I hope that you've all had a really nice Christmas and a blessed start to this new year. And I'm not sure if you guys tuned in last week, but last week Mike was sharing with us all of the amazing stuff that has happened over 2020, all of the amazing stuff that we've been able to do as Romney Chapel and all the ways in which God has been moving in our city and in our area and in our church and lives. And it has been such an amazing time and opportunity to just look back at all of God's goodness and to know that for all that we've seen so far, we ain't seen nothing yet because God is good all the time. And so I just want to give God some worship and praise for that this morning. But we're not going to carry on on that theme this morning. In fact, we're going to do the complete opposite. And we're not going to look at the past, but instead, we're going to start looking ahead. And we're going to start looking towards the future as we start to dive into this new series that we've got for you, uh, which we're going to be looking at over the course of January, which is called Five Years From Now. And over this course, over this series that we've got for you, we're going to be looking at the nature um, of sanctification as it's revealed by the Apostle Paul in Scripture. And we're going to dive into the book of Philippians, where we can see the complexity and the importance of allowing God to transform our lives to reflect Jesus. You know, as we explore the book of Philippians together, I'm going to be praying that God's going to reveal to everyone who is tuning in at home the importance that it is to be following Jesus. And hopefully in five years from now, or even any extent, any different period of time, that all of us, each and every one of us who are tuning in this morning, will see a progress in our lives that we have made becoming more and more like Jesus. And so today we're going to start at the very beginning of Philippians, from chapter 1, and I'm going to be looking at today, verses 1 through to 6. And as we look at this very small passage of Scripture today, I believe that we can grasp an understanding that God desires to sanctify us and transform our lives to reflect Jesus. And I just want to uh, reiterate a reminder um, from a sermon that I did about one or two months ago um, about uh, just how I define sanctification in that sermon. Um, And I just want to remind you that sanctification, it's a process of being freed from sin. It's that action of making something holy, something that is set apart and dedicated to God. And I also want to reiterate that it is through this process of sanctification that we gain our qualification to spend an eternity with God in heaven. But what can we learn about sanctification from this passage of Scripture that we've got today? Well, let's first of all jump into that passage. And as I mentioned, this in the book of Philippians chapter 1, And we're going to start from verse 1 through to verse 6. I'm reading from the ESV this morning, and feel free to read along with me. It says this, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He who began a good work in you, that is Jesus, that is God, beginning that work in us. But just a note here, um, where is this coming from? We have this letter that is written to all of the saints in Christ Jesus who were at Philippi. And this is written from, as it is uh, noted at the beginning, from Paul and Timothy. And as the letter begins to those at Philippi, Paul is letting them know that he is constantly thanking God for them and remembering them in prayer. And he's doing this in a rejoiceful manner. He is thankful that he gets this opportunity to pray for these people at Philippi. And he's actually loving praying for these people as they continue to share the good news about Jesus, as they are in partnership with sharing the gospel together, this common goal of making Jesus known. That is what is going on in Philippi, and it is amazing. And it's at this point that we come to what I believe is a really important um, piece of scripture that I believe that we can gain from this morning if we just spend some time focusing on that. And that is verse 6, which says this, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So what is it? What is that relevance that I'm getting at here? And how can we use that knowledge gained from verse 6 to become more like Christ? You know, as I looked at this verse, I can see three different stages of sanctification here. And the first stage is this, day one, hour zero. You know, if anyone loves Mike Boyd, uh, the way that I love Mike Boyd, then you probably would have gotten that reference there. But for those of you who don't know who Mike Boyd is, um, I just want to uh, just make it clear to you that who he is. He is a YouTuber um, that I've been watching for a few years now, and he creates content of him learning skills from scratch, something that he's never attempted before without looking up any guides or anything. He just goes at it to try and learn a new skill. And these skills range from um, spinning a basketball on, on his finger, which is also his wife learned recently, um, just to see the comparison there of uh, the learning progress. Um, and he had to spin it on his finger for more than 30 seconds, by the way, which is quite impressive. Two, even breaking a glass with his own voice. And over the years, I've really enjoyed watching his content and seeing the process of him learning these new skills. And despite the fact that every single one of these skills are completely different and unique, and the process that he goes through to try and acquire these skills that he's aimed at, and he goes at them in completely different ways and comes to different conclusions and revelations along the way, there is still one thing that these videos all have in common, and that is this. Day one, hour zero. You know, nonetheless, no matter where he's starting from, no matter whether he has a lot of knowledge about the task at hand or none at all, he still has to choose that moment in his life where he says, this is something I want to set out for, something that I want to achieve. And every single video he says, day one, hour zero, that is the progress, that is where it's starting from. And as Christians, we too have a day one, hour zero moment in our lives. 
You know, we might have some knowledge of Jesus and the Bible, and we may have none at all, but nonetheless, we need to make a decision to allow our lives to be changed and transformed by Jesus. In verse 6, Paul writes about the good work that has begun in these Christians in Philippi. You know, these people had already set out on this new challenge to serve Christ Jesus and to share the good news of the gospel and lift his name high wherever they go. And all of you tuning in at home today, I want you to ask yourself this. Have you started your day one, hour zero with Jesus? Have you decided to set out on a very potential roller coaster journey in which Jesus brings sanctification? And if the answer to that is no, if not, then I want to encourage you to start. Make that decision. No matter how daunting it may seem, the hardest part is often the beginning. And my university papers would attest to that because when I was studying at uni, the hardest thing with my dissertation and all of my, um, all the, the logs I had to do was starting it off. That was always the most stressful part. But once you get going, um, it, it becomes just part of you. It's great. And I want to come to this second stage, the second stage that I believe we have of sanctification. And it is this, it's the journey. So we have day one, hour zero. We have that starting point, that point where we say, Jesus, I want more of you and I want to know who you are and I want to allow myself to be changed and transformed by you, Jesus. But then it doesn't always happen in an instance. We don't magically become this perfect person because we are unfortunately sinners by nature, but fortunately have a Jesus who would come, a God who would come to earth and give his life up on the cross so that we could be made whole and be renewed and spend a life with him. And maybe you have started that journey. Maybe you're on day 32 or maybe days that you can't even count to anymore. And maybe you've gotten to that stage where frustration has begun. Because sometimes in a journey, there's frustration along the way. Almost always there is frustration along the way. And whenever someone is learning a new skill, there's often three moments that comes with it. The first moment, um, you picture this graph that sort of does this. Um, and the first moment is this moment of excitement where everything's fun, it's new, it's fresh. And it's, we can often just go at it with ease. However, the element of fun can soon turn to frustration when something just doesn't click. You know, maybe you're learning to juggle um, balls and they keep colliding in midair. It's that moment where you seem like you're getting a grasp of it, but it's just something that doesn't click. And that frustration is often the moment that you can find that people walk away and give up on the practice that they're trying to put in. You know, these are the times where it really helps to have someone encouraging. Um, these are the times where it's really helpful to have someone encouraging you to continue to pursue the task at hand, to help you get past that plateau into that moment where doing this skill is something that is satisfying. And that is the third stage. You have this part where it's fun, it's exciting, you start to learn, and then you start to decline, and you feel like this just becomes a burden. There's something that doesn't click, and it's not right. But as soon as you get past that stage, there's this moment of satisfaction where you just get to run with it. That moment where you can just juggle for 30 seconds or spin a ball on your finger or whatever skill it might be. Or in this case, spending time with Jesus. You know, 
I'm reminded of one of my personal achievements um, from many years ago. And it's not juggling, surprisingly. I still can't juggle. I feel like many people would assume that I would, um, being a jack-of-all-trades sort of person. Um, but I never did. When we had the circus-themed holiday club here at Romney Chapel many, many years ago, it was a unicycle. Um, and that was my challenge, was to learn the unicycle. And oh boy, was there so many moments of frustration when I was trying to do that. But nonetheless, with perseverance came a newfound skill in which I had so much satisfaction when I could do it. I was going to try and find the clip. I knew there was one on my phone that I saw the other day um, to share with you, but I, I look a bit stupid because I wasn't that great at it, to be honest. My arms were flailing all over the place. But you know, our faith too can be like this. We need to start the journey um, at some point. And when we do, we often are super excited about God and we're super excited about everything that Jesus did for us. And it's at that moment where we start to tell everyone about the amazing things that Jesus has done for us. And we get excited about that. You know, if you've been around me lately, you would notice that I've been doing a lot of um, vocal lessons, uh, not with anyone in particular, just online and watching online coaches and just singing along with the, the tools that they've given. Um, and I got quite excited by that. And if you've been around me, and I'm sure the guys here would attest to that, is that I, I kept talking about it. Um, because when you get excited about something, when you get stuck into something, it's easy to share. But it's probably also quite obvious that um, as time went on, there, there's this plateau. It's often hard to keep going at it, and that excitement starts to reduce a bit, and we talk about it less. And we can often plateau in our excitement for Christ. But trust me when I say that perseverance during that phase leads to a place of contentment and satisfaction serving Christ wholeheartedly. And if you're struggling to motivate yourself to learn a skill, maybe that's jogging or writing or learning an instrument, whatever it might be, it's often beneficial to get someone alongside you to encourage you to stick at it when it feels rough. Likewise, I encourage you today, church, to find someone who will be accountable to you during those rough times and help you to continually strive for Jesus. Find that person in your life that when, you are rough, when you're in those rough times, because storms of life do come, that they will be there to help you and guide you, to keep focus, your eyes fixated on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. But yeah, there is this journey. So we have day one, we have hour zero, where we start off, and we have this journey, this whole process of being made whole and being renewed by Jesus, becoming more and more like him every single day. But this final stage of sanctification process, it is this, day of Christ Jesus. You know, Paul in this letter talks about how that good work that started on day one, hour zero, is brought to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. No matter what skill we are trying to achieve, no matter what level of mastery we find ourselves to be at, there is always room for improvement. And likewise, although we are in that process of sanctification for so many of us tuning in this morning, you know, being set apart for God and being set apart for his glory, as we continue to allow Jesus to change our lives, we, on our own terms, can never reach that level of purity and wholeness, but as we allow Jesus to transform us, we can get closer and closer to us. That is bestowed upon us by Jesus. It's given to us by Jesus. And that process of sanctification will be brought to completion 
upon that day that he returns, that day that we all look forward to, where we get to spend forever with God in heaven. But why, church, do I believe this to be a relieving factor when it comes to pursuing Jesus? It's because there's often something scary about trying to achieve the unobtainable. You know, the reason we often don't set out to learn something new is because it seems impossible. You know, so many times I've heard, I'd love to sing, but I'm never going to try because I'm just not going to be able to. It's that way of thinking that we often hold on to which hinders our process from ever beginning. However, I believe if we as the church can grasp an understanding that the process of sanctification and being freed from sin was accomplished by Jesus dying on that cross and that perfection only comes on the day of Jesus Christ, then we have no reason to stress out about our perceived imperfections but instead can start focusing on our own day one, hour zero with Jesus. Focus on that journey, that getting closer and being more like him. You know, maybe in terms of singing, I could have a goal. I could look at who I would want to be like. Maybe I could, and Mike uses this whenever we would go and we would teach in schools on the bus, and he would say, oh, Ed she- um, Ashley looks up to Ed Sheeran. He wants to be just like him. He loves Ed Sheeran, and he would tell this story to all the young people, and then they would come upstairs to my lesson, and they'd be like, I heard you love Ed Sheeran. I'm like, yeah, he is great. But if I strive to be like Ed Sheeran and to sing like him and to look like him and to represent him, I'm never going to be him. I'm never going to accomplish that because I'm not Ed Sheeran. I'm me. I'm Ashley Summerhays. That's who I am. That is my identity. And I want my identity to be placed in Christ. And that is who I want to follow. That is who I want to become more and more like. Will I ever be like Jesus? No. Jesus is God. Jesus is perfect. Jesus is flawless and amazing. Jesus is all those things that we've listed in so many sermons recently. He is absolutely indescribable. It is amazing who Jesus is. And will I ever come to that? No. But that doesn't matter because I can still get closer to it. I can still improve on the person who I am now. In terms of singing, I can get better every single day. I can work towards that and become a better singer. I can become more content in my own voice. And in terms of my Christian walk, I can become more and more content in the fact that I look more and more like Jesus. But I have to start from somewhere. And knowing that perfection only comes on the day of Christ Jesus removes that burden for me to try and be it, to think that I can accomplish it on my own terms because I can't. Only Jesus can bring about that perfection because he is the only one who has ever walked this earth who is perfect. You know, so often we look at our failures and flaws, but I want to instead encourage us to see the progress that we have made becoming more like Christ. Let's set out on that journey where we allow God to transform our lives. And if you feel wiped out this morning, maybe the past few weeks, the past few months, maybe since the first lockdown that happened, you've just felt wiped out. And that the concept and the task is too daunting. You've, hit, you've started that journey at some point in your life and you've hit that trough and you feel like just walking away from it. Let me just encourage you this morning because I want to urge you to push through that and keep your eyes fixed on the prize that is Jesus Christ. Because there will be a moment of contentment and satisfaction as we continue to serve him, as we continue to serve Jesus. You know, the best kind of stories that we get 
like to sink our teeth into are those stories that have character development. You know, consider, for example, the movie Iron Man. You know, Tony Stark, his character at the very beginning was this egotistical, rich, genius playboy who eventually gets kidnapped by terrorists at the start of the movie. And whilst he's imprisoned, he learns that his weapons that he created are being used by these terrorists to harm innocent people. And not to ruin the plot line too much, but he eventually escapes and later on becomes Iron Man, which is obvious because it's the title of the movie and what it's all about. But he becomes Iron Man. He becomes a superhero. Yeah, he may still have an ego, but he develops into a person who fights for others. Sanctification creates that kind of change in our own life stories. It's a process which eventually radically changes our lives. So as we close this morning, I want to encourage you to spend some time at home just thinking about this. Think about who you were five years ago. Spend just a few minutes thinking about that. Maybe you are someone who loves um, journaling. And if you're not, I would encourage you to pick that up and start journaling. It is such a um, good thing for us to do. And just spend some minutes writing, thinking about who you were five years ago. And then I want you to just shift that to now, the present day, and think about who you are, who you've become since then, and the differences in your character. You know, five years ago, I was in university being super lazy and doing pretty much absolutely nothing and using the fact that I was supposed to study as an excuse to not go out and do things. And now I'm getting the, the, the amazing opportunity to share with you and to serve God and to minister. And I love to see that journey. But also, it's five years from now. And that's the series that we're looking at. What do we want our lives to look like five years? years from now. I want you to think about that. I want you to go away and spend some time thinking about how your life could be radically changed five years from now if you allow Jesus to intervene. If you say to God, God, I am open. I am here. My heart's an open space for you to come and have your way. That's a song that I really encourage you to listen to. After this service, I want to encourage you, listen to Open Space. I can't remember who it's by, but that song is beautiful. And we need to have that open space in our hearts for God to move and have his way. So I don't want you to just think about things like, you know, five years from now I want a, a car and a house and a family and all of those things. They are great things to think about. But I want you to also think about your own personal character and your relationship with God and how that can be radically transformed by letting Jesus do so. Let's pray this morning. Father God, I thank you that you were willing to send Jesus Christ for us and that he was willing to lay his, down, lay his life down for us. Lord God, I thank you that we have this opportunity where you just want us to come to you and say, Lord, I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong, but start afresh with me, Lord God. Have your way with me, Lord God. And just help me become more like Jesus. Help me on this day one, hour zero, to start my journey with you, Lord God, until one day I know I can be redeemed and be brought to heaven with you, Jesus, upon that day that you return, that we so look forward to. Lord God, I pray that you would keep 
everyone safe until we meet again, Lord God. I pray that you would keep them safe from the virus and everything that is going on in the world right now, Lord God. I just pray, Lord, that you, we would know that you are near, Lord God, that we would be willing to open up our hearts for you to enter in and have your way with us, Lord. Um, and I just pray, Lord God, that we would keep our eyes fixated on you, Lord. I want to pray for those who have been struggling, Lord God, who are struggling to um, maybe even accept your, the reality of who you are, Lord God. And people who are struggling to continue their journey, their walk, because the, the path is narrow and straight, Lord God. And some people stray from that, Lord. But I pray that you would give us wisdom here at Romney Chapel. You would give wisdom to those online to reach to their friends and their family who may have wandered away from you, Lord God and help them be accountable towards them, Lord God, to pull them back to you, fixated on you, the ultimate prize. Lord, we thank you that you are there with us every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in this morning. I've really been blessed and encouraged whilst I've been able to prepare this message for you, and I hope it's been a blessing for you as well at home. Don't forget that after church this morning, we are going to be having um, a Zoom hangout where we're going to be just chit-chatting, hanging out, getting to catch up like we would do if we were here at the chapel. And so it would be lovely if you guys could tune in on that. The link will be on Facebook and potentially posted in the comments as well on YouTube if that is possible. But we would love for you to join in and come and chat to us. You, even if you have any questions about today's sermon and the topics that have been brought up, and feel free to join in and ask questions. I'd love to talk to you about that. If not, I'd love to just hang out and get to know you even better. And, um, hope you have a blessed week.